I am so pumped for our potties. Jake, Jordan, are you guys excited about this episode? Yeah, yeah. we're really excited. It is like Christmas has come early in the studio in the form of my office. My incredible boo, my bride, my wife, Brandy Dowdy. Hey, y'all. A world-renowned yes. <laughs> podcaster in and of herself. Not. Ain't that good being represented on Leaders Need Friends? That's right, representing. We're just trying to get our cloud up a little bit. Just trying to get our numbers up by putting on this fancy <laughs> It's true, person. they have way well, more plays than be. we do. It should be. Yes. It's a fantastic podcast. You uh, guys do a I'll tell you really what's a fantastic. Ain't that good is fantastic. Is being married to you. I feel the same way. There is nothing Did greater just melt? than being with your wife in the studio. Thank you, Brandy, for joining <laughs> us. Leaders need friends because remember, friendship is a lost art and leadership is in you. I cannot wait to get into the conversation today. Man, I just feel my stock rising right now. I know. I feel pretty cool having Brandy on. It's like me too. A living legend. Oh, come on. You guys Look, stop. This I is, see the analytics. This is my wife, Brandy. <laughs> This is from postage stamps, rock collections <laughs> to rock star. That should be uh -uh. the name of your book, Brandy, from rock collection to rock star. Mm. Well, I better get way cooler. Whatever. Did you have a rock collection? Yeah, what's I this? had a rock collection and I had a stamp collection because that's awesome. Yeah. It You're really the is. first person it who's really ever is. said that, Jake. That's super Where's cool. your stamp collection? Can we see it? Yeah, it's at my parents' house. Seriously. I genuinely want to see this. At Christmas, that's what we'll it's do. It's actually pretty yeah. incredible. Yeah, I want to see this. It's actually really not. <laughs> it <laughs> is. You. you still got them lime rocks, or I don't know what kind you collected. I mean, all of them. Some geodes. Yeah, I did. See? Y'all didn't know this about Brandy. I didn't know that. That I was super genuinely boring. Did not. And no, no. Super, Stamps is a great Super job. eclectic. Mm -hmm. Is that what that is? Okay. With great taste. Mm. How you married me, I have no idea. Because I have great taste. Come on, somebody. Yeah, That's Brandy. recorded. <laughs> That's going live. When I was a kid, all I collected was stains on my shirt. So you're doing a good <laughs> job right now. I collected Look, nothing. It wasn't a good party unless there was a Jordan Stanley stain it's on a shirt. True. It's true. I stay, I stay with stains on my shirt. All right. I think uh, it's been long overdue since we've shared with the world of potties, which is catching on. We have people that want potty shirts. <laughs> yeah. I know it's really kind of weird. We had a sure suggestion to make podheads shirts. I'm not sure I don't, about that one. I don't think we're going to do that one. Yeah, maybe not. But Jordan Stanley, for those that don't know, she was an incredible marching band member. Where is this going? <laughs> I, oh, I love marching bands. This is where I'm going with it. Brandy, mm. uh, senior uh, year, you yeah. were... Drum major at, at Slocum. Slocum High School. Where my red tops Come at. Come on, red right. tops. Let's go. I think the analytics show that we've, we've got a lot of heat going on in Slocum. Not really sure, but it sounds good on the microphone. But Brandy yeah. loves band competitions. Oh, yes. I love them. It's one of my top three favorite things. Well, Sweet Jordan was in a band competition in Troy. <laughs> I was in many. You guys came to but one. <laughs> but yes. But there was a, a great moment on the field where... Um, I guess the the announcer asks the drum major if their band is ready. That's right. The band is called to attention. How does the band respond? I don't know if I should say anything right now. <laughs> the band responds with screaming the word hut. Brandy, did you hear one distinct voice? One resonated <laughs> over about 200 
Wow. In the Through Trojan the Arena. Stadium of Troy That's University. Impressive. And that was the infamous Jordan, Jordan Stanley. Stanley. With the broken flute. Come and that on, flute, somebody. It just flew across the other side of the no, pieces really, falling <laughs> off, keys hanging on for dear life. Jordan, I was trying did, to trill. Jordan, didn't you this is leaders need friends, so we can talk about good friends. Didn't you have a friend? <laughs> that let oh, the world no. know that you were in the band and always had a broken flute. I did. In fact, she wants to have dinner with me this week. And now being reminded, I don't think I'm doing it anymore. My friend Hope. <laughs> I heard her with her little clarinet behind me one day being like, why is her flute always broken? And I turned around. And I was like, my flute's broken because I'm a little hard on it. And I got it from this. I'm not going to mention the name, but a music store that had the cheapers flutes. And so I got Hope, one of those and it would fall. We love you, Hope. We love we you. Do. She couldn't be a woodwind. She we was became just, friends. You know. Yeah. So anyways, you and your broke flute. It was broken. Just brokenness and all came into our life. Mm. And we're so thankful. <laughs> with two size shoes. Yes. There's many stories with Brandy in the room now that we could tell. But, uh, <laughs> but no, while we have Brandy for um a few moments. And by the way, the cool thing is, is even the format of how podcasts go, like I, I really like I know like you're my wife and you're here, but this is a completely different setting for you to be on a podcast. It is. How do you feel? I'm nervous. Really? The I coolest am. person in the room's nervous. I am nervous. You're like, where's this gonna go? I have no idea, but that's normal with you. I should be used to that. Exactly. I <laughs> literally never know where conversations go. Whether we have a microphone on a stage in front of a thousand people. People are not, you'll just say, Brandy, what do you think about that? And I'm, yeah. well, I've got to have something ready, but this is just feels a little bit. Well, let's dive in. Let's, let's get into some content. Really the whole, the whole purpose of us having a conversation is typically around the relational aspect of life, whether it's with friendship in uh, today's case, uh, marriage. I, I want to dig in a little bit cause I don't always have the opportunity to do this with Brandy uh, in a setting like this. So I want to talk friendship. I want to talk marriage. I want to talk boundaries. And in all of this, I think leadership principles we can kind of kind of pull out, um, extrapolate from That's the conversation. Yeah. It's a great word. So, Brandy, one thing that I can say about our, um, our dating experience, and the good thing is, is Brandy has a mic in front of her, so I can't dominate the dating story yeah. without Brandy's interjections of truth. It's true. <laughs> But one thing I can say is we spent an entire summer uh, in our adult life building a friendship. It's true. And I guess for you, for those that don't know, um, one, of your, one of your biggest fears at the time would have been relationships. Dating, dating relationships. No doubt. Um, and for me to be in that space, it makes sense that you would, I guess, let me just ask. I'm not going to try to answer it for you before I just ask. So how important was it for you when we were dating to have an established true friendship? Like what did that, what did that mean is like the, cause I would say the foundation of who we are today really started as friends. Yeah. Um, it was essential. It had to be there. It was a non-negotiable. I mean, I don't want to be in a lifelong relationship with someone who was not my best friend. Like that makes zero sense. Cause you're going to be with them. For the rest of your life. That's the plan, you know? Yeah. yeah. So to go into any kind of a serious relationship, you, I was not going to do that haphazardly. You needed your best friend. Yeah. And but I'm, I didn't know that you were my best friend at the time. Oh, I know. I, I, I was well aware of my, my place <laughs> in your life. Were you? Very much so. Um, 
my wife, who uh, by profession is a, a, an LPC, so she does some private practice counseling, um, is very in tune with her emotions, what she's feeling, and her ability to make you aware of it. So, mm. for example, um, for those listening, Jake and Jordan, you in the room, can you guess who, uh, who said I love you first? I mean, I would imagine it's you, John. You're absolutely Because I feel like right. you would have yeah. jumped at the opportunity. Completely. In true seven right. fashion. True seven fashion. I'm all in. Well, I get a letter explaining emotions <laughs> from my wife. <laughs> um, and it basically, she wasn't, wasn't going to say love, but uh, you used the word smitten. It's true. It's a good word. True. And you let me know when love was starting to enter the picture. Yeah. The true definition of where we were with that love. Mm-hmm. You didn't love me as a husband. You didn't love me as a fiance, but you loved me as a friend. That's right. It's true. And so I think really for the concept of building meaningful relationships and Brandy, you said it, someone you'll spend the rest of your life with mm-hmm. yeah. to have it built off of a friendship, that love. And from that, it growing into something, something more. Um, yeah, I, I, I never, I guess I never re- realized how important it was mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. date my best friend. Mm-hmm. And I think we put a lot of effort into that. Yeah, we did. It was lots of intentionality. Um, there's just so many stories I don't even know. I don't know. If this <laughs> is story time with Brandy now. You guys usually oh yeah, you are guest. No, let's hear it. But no, I'm just. I'm just thinking back. I mean, there was times where, where John, so John's really slick with his words. Um, he would, he would, uh, he would make me know that he was paying attention to me even before we were like, you know, even dating or, I mean, way before we were dating, even before there was really a friendship, but there was, he just let me know that he was listening. And so he would, I mean, oftentimes I would hear him say something, someone really smart, Someone I admire um, said something the other day, and it was exactly what I said. And I was like, <gasps> "That, ladies and gentlemen, is called game." Whoa, <laughs> this talking. guy. Who is this guy? Mm. Okay, okay, I see you. I hear you, and just kind of let that kind of live. But we didn't talk about it. We hung out. I'm an entire summer in groups. Yeah, literally Always. the entire summer in groups. Yeah, but John just had this. You know, with me having a fear of relationships, it, not mm. because I had been in any bad ones. I had not really dated, honestly. And um, and so he, I don't know, I just felt safe. He had a way of making mm. me feel safe. And I think it's because there are things in his past that he um, was very upfront and honest with from yeah. the very beginning. Mm-hmm. And I just admired that so much because he didn't have to do that. People oftentimes don't. That's not common mm. to lead with flaws first. Mm-hmm. And that was very attractional to me. And yeah. I was like, yeah. that's someone that I could I could establish some trust with re- relatively quickly. And so how do you develop a friendship yeah. without trust? And so I think that that's, that's what kind of led, in my opinion, is like I just really found myself trusting you pretty quickly in that allowed some of those fears to kind of be alleviated um, and put me at rest because I just felt like you were honest. Well, I didn't want to paint a picture that was quote unquote too good to be true. Yeah. So I thought if I led Mm -hmm. with flaws and failures that everything else discovered would have been an added bonus. Yeah. And so really 
another thing is I'm hearing you say that, Brandy. What I really love about that thought is um, we, we never isolated together alone. Yeah. It started out in group and community. And so we were never that couple that found ourselves alone. Right. Um, and what I mean by that, there's like, you know, the old, the old adage that, you know, boy meets girl, boy and girl fall in love, separate themselves from all their friends, do life with only them two, mm-hmm. look around several years later and wonder where's everybody at. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, God forbid something happens in that relationship and you need someone. And so it's actually kind of played into the rhythm of, of how we do life with people. Right. Like we're in a season right now, our best closest friends are husband and wife couples. Yeah. And it's absolutely incredible. And one of our friends, Chels, um, I think it was probably several months ago, Brandy, where she had said, um, she said that we, or maybe you said it to her, but I know that you guys started to unpack the thought around, we passed formal and went straight to familiar. Mm. It wasn't me. It must have been Chelsea. Yeah, it sounds like a seven thing to say. It sounds like a seven thing to say. So Chelsea basically you know, several months into a meaningful friendship, mm-hmm. it was like we passed right past the formalities of getting to mm-hmm. know each other. And there was a familiarity. Sure. And so it was almost like we had to had to learn things about someone. But honestly, I think the basis of, of starting with flaws and failures first, it kind of opens up like a level playing field. You know, I think there's relatability in flaws and failures. John, yes. I mean, that's yeah. that's so uncommon. You have to know that. Like, that is uncommon. I, I look, I mean, we see many, many, many relationships, um, and we help and we counsel people through them. You typically put your fir- your best foot forward. Yeah. So your approach to a pursuit in friendship with me, now, I don't know. I mean, I, you, was, you were trying to do a little more than have a friendship, <laughs> but I appreciate yeah. the work that was put into it. And you the, know why though? And the respect of the boundaries. Why? Well, it was cause I went out for my birthday with a bunch of friends at TGI Fridays and the green bean lady. <laughs> what? Um, there's a green bean lady who's probably about, um, I think she's probably 148 years old what? and she, uh, she, she was <laughs> wow. singing happy birthday and like kind of flirting with me. And I noticed that my, my friend Brandy, Man, she she didn't like it. There might have been a little jealousy for the green bean lady. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> or you may have read that wrong. But either way, um, look, Brandy, Brandy. I mean, we 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 will debate this until the the day that we die. Um, what? But I'm pretty sure you used ministry as a cover up because you were extremely physically attracted to me. What? From the beginning. That is not true. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yes, he's attractive 100%, but that is not. So now I need to explain. Or are you going to take I mean, well, supposedly Brandy was starting a new young adults ministry. And seen these are verifiable truths that people can absolutely back up. It's not just one day out of the blue, you snap your fingers and you have a young adults ministry sitting in your life. That's not how no, that you works. Were build, it's not like you that. were building something. I was building something. But at a Wednesday night Bible study, you look back and see a golden tan oh Samoan man. <laughs> and all of a sudden it was ministry is the excuse. All right, Marriage ladies and gentlemen, here, welcome the to the true version of what actually took place. Wednesday night, 
at church. Yes, I'm starting a young adults ministry. So anytime I saw anyone who was young adult age, I go up to them and introduce myself, tell them about what we're getting started and the Sunday school class that follows on Sunday morning, all the things. To be friendly, here's what happened. (laughs) Sunday night, we were not even sitting anywhere close to one another. I did see he and his friend Jerry, Mm -hmm. and I was about to go walk over and introduce myself, and then I stopped in my tracks and was like, that is going to look really bad, me being a single female going over to to these guys, so I'm not going to. I lose all control. Oh, I'm sorry. Go. I didn't lose any control. I stopped and I walked the other way and was like, I'm not doing that. I don't want anybody to think anything. Then I stopped and said, that's stupid. And I turned around (laughs) and I went and I introduced myself. And guess what? Old John Dowdy, JD himself, Mr. Mr. Game over here. Guess what he says? What did he say? Absolutely nothing. He doesn't engage with me in conversation she at all. She took my breath However, away. However, <laughs> his friend Jerry did. She took and my breath so away. And so I, I mean, at that point, literally, I found out they were from Virginia Beach just here for the day or I guess the weekend days, or whatever, yeah. a few days. And um, they were moving, going back to Virginia Beach. And my last words in that conversation were, oh, well, have a good night. Have a good life. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't going to see them again. Well, no, I've never confessed the silence publicly um it is true i didn't have any words to say back for two reasons <laughs> <laughs> number one you took my breath away i had never seen anyone so beautiful <laughs> with such an incredible accent as i was not from the south and number two in my mind i was thinking that handshake was a lot longer than normal she didn't oh. let my hand go when she stuck her hand out <laughs> to introduce herself to me. That's a, that's a reach. Yeah, it's getting a little reachy. That's a reach. Okay, that part was made up. Yeah. <laughs> but ultimately, no, she's right. I didn't say anything. Um, and truth was, um, I was guarded because oh, I had yeah. been hurt before. I wasn't trying mm-hmm. to. Brandy. I almost said, I'm going to just, how rated is this? <laughs> it's rated E for everyone. Well, okay. I've got a sensor We got button. a sensor button. Okay, well, I'll just leave it. I wouldn't try to get in your pants or anything for crying out loud. I'm just, I'm <laughs> I was literally just meeting you to invite you and Jerry to a young adults ministry, and you just jump right on into, I'm going to be guarded. I'm going to guard my heart. Brandy. <laughs> I can't believe this has turned into this. What a what a way to what a way to introduce the world. <laughs> no, but seriously, um, yeah. Jake can't say anything. He's over here I laughing can't. about being guarded. Jordan, hold Jake on, had iron gates in front of him. Skirt, 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 skirt. Maybe he had iron. Maybe he has some iron gates. But all it took was that man to say he loves you. Next Yo. thing I know, three o'clock in the morning, we getting Marco Polos. <laughs> It was the best night. (laughs) Look, I I wish we could. I wish we could find those Marco Polos. I have them saved in my phone. Oh, I have them. Jake, what? (laughs) (laughs) That's what happens. You get a bunch of married folk together. You know, we talk about married things. That's right. But no, um, seriously, back back on track with with just friendship being a foundation of our relationship. We had community around us. It's played into even who we are. Fifteen years, almost fifteen years, coming Mm -hmm. in November. We've built a relationship together 
with community around us. Yeah. And we've intentionally uh, sought out relationships that we wanted our marriage to to, to look like. Mm -hmm. So maybe kind of speaking to that a little bit of... You know, we've heard, show me your friends, I'll show you your future. I've, I've referenced before um, when Landon shared with us, you know, that you're the sum, you're the uh, average, you're the sum average of the five closest people to you. And so, like, just kind of kind of put some words around that, Brandy, of how we've intentionally put ourselves around friendships and community that maybe there's there's like a draw to that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I think there's been seasons where we didn't have that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we we just realized that our, our marriage really struggled. And I don't know, John, mm. and you, maybe you can speak to this. I don't remember ever being told that. It was something that we just discovered yeah. in our in our marriage that we yeah. need. Like, we would be around some some friends, and it was like, oh, I, I don't want that in our marriage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I think that's where it was first discovered of, let's just agree we're not going to do that. Like that's not going to be the way we handle things. And then I think from there, we kind of twisted it like, huh, well, what do we actually want? Mm -hmm. And then you start to think about the things that you saw in your parents' marriages or grandparents or family members' marriages that you do like and maybe some things that you don't like. And I think that's a very healthy way of doing it. But, yes, we started seeking out things like, oh, like, for example, Mo and Amy, yeah, um, mm-hmm. some friends of ours who live in Birmingham now, close friends of ours. And we just, when we were around them, we walked away feeling really good about our marriage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They just had some really sweet things about their marriage that we had not done naturally. Yeah. Then when we were around them, we started emulating, not That's even cool. realizing it, but it was kind of like we just fell in love with the way they loved each other. Yeah. And, and then found ourselves kind of incorporating some of those uh, basic things that they did. Mm-hmm. And then even now we have, you know, great friends and uh, that have really good marriages yeah. and parts of their marriage that we just really, really yeah. like. And I don't know, it just rubs off on yeah. you. And then there's there's also the the understanding that that maybe we have something to offer mm. a relationship that matters to us. So what parts of our marriage would we want someone to 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 kind of, you know, uh incorporate into their daily rhythms like how we um was honestly I th- we're not naturally like so physical um affection like like physical touch like pda pda i know that we've kind of gone back and forth on that it's not like a a natural thing for us like we we would be fine being in public and and not really like displaying a lot of pda but lately i don't know if it's because i'm 40 now <laughs> but uh yeah, you my girl, and I want the whole world to know that's it. That's right. Yeah, that's something I think that has definitely grown in our marriage. And I think it's because of we are around friendships that yeah. that's something they do in their marriage, and we both, without yeah. even talking about I was like, why don't we do that more? Yeah. I don't I care if it makes that. other people, mm-hmm. I don't care if it makes people feel uncomfortable. Like, you need to know it's okay yeah. to show that kind of affection because it's only for, like, it's only for you. Yeah, right. Like, it's not towards it. And that's what helps distinguish, hey, you're mine. Yeah. And you're not other people's. You may be other people's pastor and friend and this and that, but you're you're my lover. Like mm. you are you are mine, and nobody else gets yeah. that. Yeah. And it's okay for me to display that in front of other people. I'm your man. You're my girl. What is this song? I'm gonna tell it to the whole wide world. <laughs> yeah, <Okay. laughs> but it is so healthy, and I think really. Um, 
from that side of, of friendship being a foundation. And then honestly, there's like Brandy, you lead at a high, high capacity Yes. in so many different facets and so many different arenas. And, um, I mean, maybe talk to that kind of, kind of how those two played. So let me just make a statement and I'll let you kind of, kind of say how you, how you want to, want to attack this and Jake and Jordan interject too. Um, so being a leader, to confidently be able to say that all of my friends are leaders. Isn't there strength in keeping leadership at the forefront of who we are in any capacity? Like, like all my friends can lead. All my friends are leaders. You know what I mean? Like, I guess maybe the quality of, 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 of relationships that we find, find ourselves around. Like, I don't know if it, if it's true for you, but for me, whether or not it's, it's leadership on display or leadership yet to be discovered, like I really do believe that there is something to be pulled out of everyone. Mm-hmm. And when we see leadership quality, it's like, man, like that's kingdom purpose. We've oh, got to, yeah. we've got to like, man, we've got to, we've got to pull that out yeah. for the purpose of, of, of the kingdom of God. And I don't, I don't know how you feel about that with just, if you're given like inventory of just friends and close relationships, like yep, leader, 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 leader. Yeah. And how important it is for friendships to be in that. I believe, I mean, 100%. I think that, a good leader will see leadership in other people yeah, and then give the opportunity for them to lead, whether it's in within their own arena or setting them on platforms to say, Hey, look, like I see this in you now go run and do that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I don't know. I think that, and, and this is not like one of those things to, to boast in myself. Cause I think it's just something that the Lord has developed, but being confident enough at, in your own, in what the Lord has, you know, developed yeah. within you or within us, um, of being able to give that leadership away, yeah, being able to trust yeah. other people and pull that out and say, okay, I, I really want you to go do that. I really see this in you, and challenging them and giving them the platform to do it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know if that answers your question. No, no, that's yeah, good. That answers it. Mm-hmm, I think. Good. I think one thing is if you have a leader who has. Um, friends and none of them are like leaders or play that role. I think it means that you might have, or for me, if I find myself with no leaders as friends, I'm probably pretty insecure on where I'm at because I want everyone around me to be, um, to be followers or to not have that out in them because there's something that I'm insecure about. So I surround myself with people who are also insecure. Whereas a healthier version would be, I want people who are strong around me, who are leading because I believe leadership's in everyone, yeah. and I want my group to reflect that. Come I want, on, I want Joe, to look like I'm good. empowering people. Mm-hmm. So that yeah. is good. So for sure, the insecurity, mm-hmm. the confidence, yeah. it shows yeah. the confidence as a leader in the yeah. relationships. I think that goes back to <clears throat> what you talked about with the sum average of yeah. people too, and you've referenced this before, but yeah. talking about how you have to have people around you who are willing to have their average lowered mm. because of where you're at. Absolutely. You have to be willing to lower your. So it's that yeah. constant like upstream downstream yeah. like you're feeding people and yeah. people are feeding you too yeah and and, and yeah. maybe I'm, I'm not sure if we've we've gone into detail on on that particular yeah. example but to to what you had said and it's conversations that we have regularly yeah um and and just so everyone knows too the dynamic of our leadership when i'm talking about brandy and i um whether it's from a marriage side or a ministry side we recognize each other's strengths mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so kind of to your point yeah. jordan um 
a secure leader is not intimidated by the strength of another leader. Right. Yeah, that's good. An insecure leader will keep weak people around them. Right. To be the only leader in the room. I think your best leaders know how to lead alongside of the best leaders. Yeah. yeah. Agree. And that's really kind of our heart in that. But the upstream, mainstream, and downstream. Yeah. And this is just kind of some some leadership principles and, and maybe some some things that you could put into practice. So um, if, if you serve in any capacity of leadership, um, I would tell you to find some people that I would refer to as like mainstream. Um, your mainstream relationships are people in the very same uh, season of life, if you will. So if you're C-suite level leader, get around some, some C-suite level leaders. If you're an assistant manager, get around some second seat leaders. Mainstream, people that understand the weight of what you're going through. If you're a lead pastor, get around some other lead pastors because it is a weight to that that maybe someone else in the organization doesn't understand. Yeah. If you're the owner of a company, get around some other people that own companies. Right. Um, I would even encourage you, even within your same field. Mm-hmm. So if you own a gym and you find a friend that owns a gym, you guys have a whole lot in common oh, based yeah. off of like problems and, and, and success and things like that. Yeah. So that would be mainstream. Your downstream relationships, what I refer to in that is that everyone should have someone that they are leading or pulling something greater out of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, where do we get that, that, that wisdom to do that? Well, that's our upstream relationships. Yeah. So that's our mentors and our coaches. And that's someone that like we're, we're gleaning from, we're, we're, we're leaning into and, and, and learning from. So we have someone, so we have our mainstream, then we have those ahead of us on the journey mm-hmm. that right. are pouring wisdom into us. Right. But if that wisdom doesn't go to a pool of someone else, maybe three years behind us in the journey, yeah. then that wisdom becomes useless knowledge. Right. right. And so we want to make sure, leader, position yourself in between two types of people, those ahead of you, those behind you. Yeah. Pull them along for the journey and you'll get the most out of your leadership um, journey. But to Brandy and I's leadership dynamics, as you know, friendship, obviously, like Brandy, you a thousand percent are my best friend. Mm-hmm. Um, what I love about that is I got to marry my best friend. We've talked a little bit, Jake, yeah. in the past about your relationship with Jordan right. and the recognition that like marrying your best friend yeah. keeps everything solid. Yeah. You couldn't have someone else in that position mm-hmm. that wasn't going to be your wife. And, and that's the beauty of your guys' story too. Yeah. But for dynamics of leadership, for those that, you know, maybe you're listening to this, you're married and you're trying to figure out how you and your wife are, can, can lead alongside of each other. How do we honor God together? How do we honor God's word and still lead at a high capacity? Well, Brandy and I honor each other's strengths while covering each other's weaknesses. Yes. That's good. So for example, um, and I'll never forget, Brandy, I called you from Oklahoma on FaceTime. Remember, I was like crying a bunch. Um, (laughs) But I remember the Lord showed me that I was a dreamer and a developer. And Brandy was deadlines and details. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And deadlines and details with a dreamer and a developer, what what I realized was I get to cast vision. I get to pull out things from people that I'm like, man, like, like there's something there. And then Brandy with deadlines and details, she brings accountability and clarity to vision. Yeah. One of the things that we found out, Brandy, was I was casting 30,000-foot view vision, and those who maybe had a 10,000-foot view um, weren't catching it. Mm-hmm. Visionary leaders typically throw stuff out so so outlandish, a vision gap is created. Yeah. But when I found the strength in my marriage and in our leadership qualities that, that, that complement each other, Brandy could take that vision and put so much clarity around it and yeah. help others. 
And so one of the, to me, I think one of the secret sauces in how we lead our organization and ministry together, B, is that um, you actually lead every aspect of the meetings when it comes to details. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I just think it's, it's, it's wise. Um, I'm a confident husband. I'm a confident man who knows that God has given me an incredible woman to lead alongside of me. Yeah. And I think it's actually in design that God created you, Brandy, to lead and walk alongside of me. Yes. No other part of creation would have given Adam what he needed that he found in Eve. Yeah. And I feel the very same way about our marriage. What makes us complimentary isn't that I lord over you with an iron fist. Right. It's that I walk alongside of you holding your hand. Yeah. yeah. And leading our family with absolute openness to you having just as much say in the direction of where we're going. Yeah, it's true. So. Yeah, the last place I ever want to find myself, and we learned this by hanging out with other people, I told Jake, I was, I don't want to ever be threatened by your um, the good things about you. Like if you're better at something than me or yeah. which you are at so many things, I don't ever want to find myself threatened and insecure in that as mm-hmm. leaders, we both lead in different capacities. Right. I want us to always be spurring each other on yeah. because if there's a hint of being threatened or insecurity, it affects not just where we're leading. It affects the people that we're leading. Yeah. What are people mm-hmm. looking at? And it also affects us personally. I mean, right. it, it attacks everything. No doubt. Every part of our yeah. relationship, whether it be yeah. mental, physical, like what, like anything, it just attacks yeah. all of it. And I, John and Brandy, you guys have been as far as couples that we've hung out with and really like leaned into is like, you guys are both willing to admit when you're wrong. Yeah. And that was a big thing for us when, when we were going through, we did marriage counseling with them guys, which is funny because there's 12 dynamics to our relationship. But we did before we did, <laughs> before we got married, we did premarital counseling. But we had to do humility, that quick too because y'all got married like three weeks after was, you told each other you loved you first of all. But it was fast. <laughs> but that was a big thing. I remember Brandy telling me one time, it was probably like three months after we got married, and I was like, Jake is just, we can't stop. She's like, have you guys, I was like, we started laughing right in the middle of arguing. Isn't that awful? She said, no, those are the best fights when you just, you're arguing and then all of a sudden you guys start laughing. So it's true though, because of having strong relationships around us, that's why we communicate the way we do. We modeled a lot of our relationships based off those positive Mm -hmm. things. And the biggest one is I'm willing and Jake are willing, both willing to admit when we're wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And, and spur each other on. Jake is way, one thing with Jake is he's incredible at, at corporate prayer. He's great at praying with people, yeah. praying all that stuff. If I get up and pray for a group, I'm going to start praying <laughs> over the light bulbs and the paint on the wall. That's like it's going to get real weird. But <laughs> people will laugh. But Jake, yeah. but Jake is incredible at that. Um, mm-hmm. And it, there's just so many things like that. And we learn that off of you guys. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. Yeah. Brandy, what would you say to the person listening? Who feels lonely, mm. lacking friendships. You will always be as lonely as you allow yourself to be. That's if good. you don't yeah. allow vulnerability to lead. Mm-hmm. Even in your marriage, you can marriage does not solve the problem of loneliness. Yeah. Mm. Mm. That's good. Marriage does not I mean, some of I've been around couples and they are the most lonely people, but they're married but because they do not allow vulnerability to um, even exist anywhere in their marriage. And it has to, you're yeah. not going to ever yeah. have the relationships and friendships in your marriage. Fill in the blank anywhere you're looking yeah. for it. If you do not allow vulnerability 
um, to exist. For example, I told John today, I'm like, I'm just, and this is a term I, I will use, you know, kind of frequently whenever, I mean, whenever I don't just throw it out flippantly yeah. to get attention. <laughs> I do other things for attention. <laughs> but, um, oh, you do good things. Thank okay. you. Okay. <laughs> Switch back to my sensor bank. Okay, switching <laughs> back. Um, but I just said I'm just I just feel really tender. Yeah. Mm. And he knows what that means. Mm-hmm. So yeah. And I'm trying to be better about recognizing those tender moments. Yeah. yeah because because in those moments where I mo- my emotions may not be. The most settled, most of the times it has nothing to do with John. Mm-hmm. It has mm-hmm. to do with other things going on around mm-hmm. me. Yeah. But he's going to be the one who gets to blame. Mm-hmm. He's going to be the one. So mm-hmm. when I say, hey, I'm just feeling really tender right now, what I'm really communicating is I'm real off and my emotions are a little bit unstable and I'm not really sure what's going on, but I know it's not you, mm-hmm. but I know that you're the one that God has placed in my life to help me in this moment. Mm-hmm. That's good. And I don't want to project my anger or my frustration mm-hmm. or my sadness or, or fill in the blank of the emotion on you. I'm instead going to let you into it mm-hmm. because yeah. you can help me here. Yeah. But I think oftentimes, you know, even in the past, that's not something that I, I've always had that I've done well. It's because I've not done that well that I've come to the place where I can recognize like, Hey, I need you to occupy this space yeah. with me because you can help me instead of I'm going to take this out on you yeah. and make myself feel better when mm-hmm. really it has nothing to do with you. That's yeah. Good. And you miss that. Yeah. If vulnerability isn't. That's right. Yeah. And if come back from the very beginning is you have to have trust. Right. Yeah. Guys, listen, in your in your friendships, in your marriage, if you do not have trust, you will never have vulnerability. It will not happen. Yeah. There's a podcast that we listened to for quite some time, and it's still there. We just have kind of gotten out of the rhythm of it, um, the Naked Marriage podcast. Mm-hmm. And one thing that I often tell people is, and I got it from them, is uh, trust is gained in droplets and lost in buckets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so wow. it's a whole lot easier to lose trust than it is to gain it. But once you have it, you hold on to it with mm-hmm. everything you've got. Yeah. And that's where it's saying, hey, you know what? I messed up today. I'm really sorry. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, you don't dump the whole bucket out. Yeah. You've just filled it back up because there was mm-hmm. vulnerability and honesty yeah. present. And it needs to be. I love how you said that, B. That you will be lonely to the point of the, the level, the of, level what you be of what you want to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a marriage isn't going to fix your loneliness. No, Brandy, you told us when we first got married, what you started on, you have to sustain it on. Yeah. And if you started on loneliness, you can't sustain, you can't, yeah. there, you can't sustain on loneliness yeah. at yeah. all. And another thing I'd like to say on the leadership side of that is success doesn't solve loneliness. Mm-mm. Yeah, it's yeah. true. It creates a chasm if you're not careful. Yeah. It, yeah. So, man, I feel sorry for any other guest. I do too. That's that has to bar. follow. So high. The highest bar possible. Brandy, thank you. Yeah. Hey, let me say this too, just about vulnerability and from a um a side of kind of kind of digging into emotions and knowing yourself. Yeah. Um, ain't that good 
has done an incredible, uh, it's going to end up probably being a three-part series, B. Yeah, it'll be three. They had an incredible, like when I say incredible. It's and I, so good, I guys. use that word a lot. I like it. So good. They have a, um, they had a, a, one of my friends that I had met through a Barnabas Network trip, Justin. Yeah. Um, who is an absolute Enneagram guru. Yeah, he's so good spend time with them intentionally unpacking that's awesome kind of emotions feelings core motivations all the things um if you're listening to our podcast and i want to put in the show notes a link to ain't that goods podcast yeah Yeah, we definitely will because uh their season two has just dropped yes Mm -hmm. their first episode delight came out this past monday absolutely (laughs) incredible episode obligatory air one (laughs) but i do believe that the next few that are going to come out are going to be specifically on enneagram um like I don't, I don't know. I haven't heard any of it. I don't listen to the edits until it drops. I love listening when it comes out. Yeah, but I, I do know just because obviously Justin's a friend and and Brandy talking with Justin, uh, she sent me a song. Oh yeah, that was written specifically for sevens that an artist put together, and it felt like this song was like reading my soul. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um. So like, if you're listening to us. Man, don't miss Ain't That Good. Brandy, thank you for everything that you do, but more importantly, everything that you are to me. My life would not be anywhere near as joyous, complete, and full without you. Thank you. I feel the same way. I love being on this adventure with you. Yeah. Jake and Jordan, we just had a special episode. Yeah, we did. That was great. Brandy, thank you for being here. Oh, you're welcome. Thank Mm -hmm. you for having me. It was a delight and an honor. Potties. (sighs) (laughs) <laughs> baby you a potty with a body you don't even know what i'm saying it's your beauty and your booty okay okay all right i better cut this, <laughs> better cut this thing off love y'all see you guys Bye, later guys. talk to you next week <laughs>